Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. As the uproar over wearing a mask in public rages on, one man's answer to the question allows us to debut a brand new department, and thus comes the story for the Morning Roadshow Department of, that's the least of your issues. This dude in a grocery store in San Diego apparently masked up with whatever he had lying around before heading out to the store Saturday, and when he walked into the Vons on Mission Gorge Road, that whatever he had lying around caused quite the uh, uproar. Enough so that several people got pics of him in the gear. Several grocery store workers encouraged the man to remove it, although he declined, possibly citing health reasons. That gear that he had lying around and decided to use for a mask was a KKK hood. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, wow. You're, right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Well, Cliff. Yep. I read this morning there's a new survey out. Yeah. 90% of us. Ninety percent admit yeah. that we lie. Wow! And I thought that's probably about right. And then I thought, how can we trust these people doing the survey? Yeah, makes you so sure they're telling the truth. It could be like <laughs> yes. Well, Cliff, let's put this under the headline of "Upon Further Review." How's that? Okay. An update to our yes. recent ratings that we were talking about just last week. Oh yeah, I remember that. If you recall, Cliff, we came in second in the tri-state. Yes. Behind the documentary. You put a Q-tip there? <laughs> yeah. Remember that? I know. I remember that specifically. Yes. Yeah. Now, we've went over the numbers. Yeah. And uh, there's been a little change to that. Okay. You see, Cliff, right now, yeah. more people than ever in the tri-state mm-hmm. are turning us off sooner than they ever have before. <laughs> wow. Yes. More people than ever before. Yes. Turning us off sooner. Yes. Now, I can't speak for you, Cliff, so I don't know about that. So I'm going to ask, have you ever been accused of turning someone off before? (laughs) That may have happened. Yeah, yeah. How about you? I've had a lot of practice at this. (laughs) Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of... It's kind of a badge of honor. If I was in the Boy Scouts, I would get the... Turning you off. Merit badge. You'd have, you'd have the merit badge for, I'm really just not that into you. Yes. <laughs> What's the top level you can get? An Eagle Scout? Yes, an Eagle Scout. Yeah, yeah. it would be the Eagle Scout of yeah. turning you off. Weed, if you think this story is a lot like the proverbial watching paint dry, you're not entirely wrong. But you do have to admit, for as much as we humans rely on dirt... And even though we do know what makes up dirt, we don't know how a lot about how dirt gets to be dirt. For scientists, that's an enduring mystery to the origins of dirt. It sits at the center of geology, meteorology, and time. Most have long thought correctly that rock becomes dirt via weathering. And everyone knows, at least here in the Midwest, if you move probably 10 feet in one direction, you're going to get an entirely different type of dirt under your feet than where you were just standing. But there is something besides wind and rain that gives us the mineral components of dirt. Or the question is, is there actually something like that? Researchers from the universities of Wisconsin and Bristol, along with Penn State, decided to find out. After gathering pure samples from Puerto Rico, they entered the lab 
donned their white coats and safety glasses and went to work. That's where they found naturally occurring bacteria in adjacent soil will actually eat the minerals in rocks, causing them to wear away. In simplest terms, the scientists watch rocks wear away for two and a half years. <laughs> and you thought this four-hour show was long. That would be... <laughs> You're right. Would that not be horrible, Cliff? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those projects you put a camera on there and say, I'll come back right. to you in two and a half mean, years. I was going to say, that's, that's a lot of time to have your eyeball up to one of those microscope thingies. Earlier this morning, Cliff, we mentioned that in a recent survey, 90% of us all lie. Yes. And last night, I decided I was going to be completely honest with a cousin of mine from Tennessee. Uh oh. Yes. So you were like talking on the phone to your cousin from Tennessee. Yes, I was. I okay. I managed to make him stomping mad before we got done. <laughs> Out of pure honesty. Because, because you told the truth. I told the truth, and he didn't like it. Have okay. you ever ever heard of a town in Tennessee called Westmoreland? Uh, I can't say that I have actually. All right. Well, it's just above Nashville. Okay. Okay. And that's where he lives. Out in the sticks. And this place is, like, way, <laughs> way smaller than my hometown. And he was bragging about this place. And I've been there yeah. several times. He was bragging about how great it is. I should have let yeah. that go. But I told him eventually, basically, yeah. your main industries in your town are gas siphoning and insurance fraud. And then it went <laughs> downhill from there. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, so... Is that actually true? I've literally seen people siphoning gas before as I've drove you through. You have proof of that. I, I mean, because as, as much as we talk about, you know, people who tell those little white lies, that kind of thing, sometimes the truth is pretty painful to some, hear. Sometimes it is. And if you live in a town where the biggest things that you can expect to do is siphon gas and commit insurance fraud, that might be a painful situation for some. <laughs> Okay, I'm not totally sure of the insurance fraud part, but the gas siphoning I've seen, okay? Cliff, I was mouthing off about Westmoreland, Tennessee, just a few minutes ago. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance to get down there, the one thing I love down there is they have more yeah. um, tobacco barns than they do people. And <laughs> okay. oh, that's true. They do. If you ever get in one of those barns in the fall when the tobacco is curing, even if you don't yeah. like tobacco... Yeah. I'll bet you'll like that. I'll bet you'll like that smell of what it smells the like. The smell of the tobacco curing? Yes. And probably a lot more than you would like, you know, a <laughs> urinal cake candle scent or something like that. <laughs> no. You know. <laughs> no, really. You know. I'm sure, yeah. Sometimes, if, you know, when you're in a public restroom, you think, this doesn't smell too bad. And I've thought before, maybe they should have a candle. It's... <laughs> it just smells like a urinal cake. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> funny... No one wants that. Well, sometimes, have you never thought they smelled kind of good? Not particularly, just rather antiseptic. Well, how about this candle, if you don't like okay. my urinal cake one? I, I would not want a urinal cake. How about as a candle. prank cake, Yeah, a gasoline-scented cake? A gasoline-scented? That you light it and you smell gasoline in your house? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's like a candle that smells like gasoline? Yes. Well, it's I'm be constantly afraid it was going to be going. Woof, and said, there'd be a conflagration of sorts in my house. A what? A conflagration. <laughs> really, am I going to have to explain that to you? I'm going to have to look that up after Ingrid Andrus gets done singing here. Okay, Cliff. Okay. Is that with a C or a K? 
It's a C. A C, okay. Icliff may go down as the worst speller in southern Indiana. <laughs> Did you see that from our text messaging? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I saw exactly what you, and I've been sitting here for a couple of minutes. I'm, although I can usually decipher, you know, your, tech, your typing, in this particular case, I'm baffled. I don't know what you're talking about. I meant to put hint. Yes. <laughs> and you typed shint. Yes. <laughs> a shint. A shint. <laughs> just a, that's just over a hint, Cliff. Just <laughs> a small bit. Yeah. Just a small bit. Shint. Yeah. Well, Cliff, I think this is ingrained in every little boy's head sometime around the age of about three or four. Okay. And that's the desire to drive and operate heavy equipment. Like gigantic bulldozers and trucks and backhoes. I mean, I can see yeah. a backhoe being pulled down the road on a flatbed, you know, of a yeah. truck. And literally, mm-hmm. I've caught myself in my car before staring at it going... <laughs> you know, you you could go like and see like a crane do at a construction site. Right. Like, I want to sit in that seat, pull those levers. Yep. I'd be scared in a crane. I'd oh, be scared yeah. in any of them. Because one mistake, I mean, it's not like a, you know, a scratch. No, no, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's pretty dangerous. One of those uh, super massive uh, dump trucks they drive in the coal mines. Yes. Oh. Wouldn't that not be great? Oh. I can indulge my inner Fred, Fred Flintstone Fred there. Fred Flintstone. Yes. Yeah. At the quarry. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that too, Cliff. Indulge my inner Fred Flintstone. <laughs> well, I've always wanted somebody to ask what I do for a living and be honest, you know, be able to honestly say to them, I work down at the quarry. I don't even know what they do at the quarry, but I just want to be at the quarry for some reason this morning. Yeah. We, this police chase in North Carolina over the weekend may go down in the annals of that state's police history there. Troopers started the chase on I-95 in Harnett County after spotting a vehicle speeding in a construction zone. Police said the driver, later identified as Calvin Curtis Benjamin, was actually going in the work zone 109 miles an hour. And when they got an ID on his tags, they were for a different vehicle, as if someone had switched them. When the chase ended a half hour and over 60 miles later, speeds had topped 140 Benjamin had rammed a patrol car, injuring the officer inside badly enough he needed surgery, and then when it ended, the vehicle disabled. The fight wasn't over. As troopers say, the man fought with two more cops, giving them minor injuries before he was eventually taken into custody. By the way, Calvin Benjamin, who now faces several felonies after the incident, is 75 years old. It's a tough old dude, Daring. I wouldn't have the nerve right now to go 140, Cliff. Wow. If I yeah. had something that would go 140. Yeah, I'm just going to say that's kind of out of the question for you. You think your car would go that fast? Well, from what I have read, uh, the European version of my car will go that fast. But in the U.S., it's the computer chip is limits it to about 125 or so. Not that I know, but... That's just what I've read. Have you bumped up close to no one? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't mean I don't mind to tell you the story. Uh, you remember a couple of years ago, I went to uh, uh, Colorado for a 
photographer conference. That's right, yes. And on the drive home, I got stuck in behind a line of semis, and there was another long line of semis somewhere in western Kansas where it's flat and straight and there ain't nothing out there. And I'm like, I'm going to be jammed up in these semis for like a half an hour. So I'm like, there's only one way out of this, and that's to punch it and hit the left lane and get around all of the traffic and get way out in front. And so I was probably had the cruise control set for like 85, because if you don't go 85, you'll get run over in that section of the country. And by the, and so I punched it from 85. And by the time I stopped, I was going about 115 and One, didn't even real, didn't even realize 115 miles an hour. Yeah. So had no idea I was going that fast. <laughs> if you had got pulled over, with the excuse yeah. there was too many semis in my way, would that have been a <laughs> valid excuse? No, probably not. <laughs> I didn't want to get stuck behind the slow semis. Prob- probably would not have worked. No. Yes, uh, Cliff would have been in jail <laughs> somewhere in Kansas. Cliff, during the 8 o'clock news. Yes. Is it just me, or did was there some kind of a noise in the background? <laughs> Is our system breaking down here that we're doing uh, with uh, you at the sweatpants no, lounge? I've, I was wondering if anybody heard that or not. <laughs> it was really, really light in the background. Yeah, uh, that would have been the dog. <laughs> Your dog? The dog was snoring, yes. <laughs> what, what, well, we're almost to five weeks of this, right? That's true. That's Well, the one constant companion that I've had through this entire adventure of working from a guest bedroom is the dog (laughs) he literally knows when it's time to come back here and i believe because there's new carpet in the guest bedroom and it's softer he likes to lay on it and uh, has his morning nap and and during the eight o'clock news he was snoring so hard the floor was vibrating so i i wonder if anybody could hear that or not. i heard it maybe it's because i got headphones on cliff but i could hear him yeah i didn't know what it was that's what it was well are you following the cdc social distancing distancing tips for your dog <laughs> they've got them out yeah. you know i did not know that that's true perhaps I, I did not know that they said if you have a dog you're not supposed to nuzzle it and uh oh, okay. get in its face okay. and hug around on it so have you been following that well he's not really much of a of that he you know he wants to I believe we've discussed this before. He's not really much of that in-your-face kind of thing. He just really wants you to scratch his ears, and then while you're scratching, he's going to worm his way around so that if you continue to scratch, pretty soon you're going to be scratching his butt. (laughs) He sounds like me. (laughs) No. I think your dog and I are related to each other, Cliff. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to get that out there, Cliff. The CDC yeah. says don't nuzzle around with your dog if no, you have one. He's, he's not really a nuzzler. Okay. He he just wants his butt scratched. And if you own a cat, the CDC yeah. says, why? Yeah. why? Why? Why do you have a cat? <laughs> Hi, who's this? It's Cheyenne. I'm Vincent. Cheyenne? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now, have you called before and you were sitting in your car? Uh, I, I might have. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Cheyenne, it's good to have you along with us this morning. I guess you have confidence, right? I think so. Have you heard this Tiny Tim song? Let's play it before. I yeah, it was a while back ago, but I've heard it before. 
It's really bad, isn't it? Uh-huh. You you be our hero today, Cheyenne, okay? I'll try. All right, here you go. I'm going to give you these three statements. You tell me which one's the lie. Number one, there's a sport called bonsai skydiving, where you throw the parachute out of the plane first, and then you jump out and catch it. Number two, to make an ounce of chocolate requires seven gallons of water. And number three, if you're six foot t- two inches tall, you're taller than 94% of the world. I will have to go with the first. Actually, Di- uh, Cheyenne, that is a sport. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There are people that oh. stupid that do that. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to you, Cheyenne, we get to hear yeah. Tiny Tim. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. That's okay. Now, be honest. <laughs> are you going to listen to Tiny Tim, or are you going elsewhere? Maybe the beginning of it. That's about it. All right. Well, there you beginning. go. <laughs> well, this is all Cheyenne's fault. It's so bad it won't play. Yes. Here it goes. <laughs> well, Cliff. Yeah. Kobe, he sent a text in, said it got him dancing. Well, well um, he's apparently a lot weirder than we thought he was. <laughs> but everyone else is complaining. Yes. Just remember, it's all Cheyenne's fault. Cheyenne from Vincennes. So if you see her today, be sure and point the finger of shame at her. Yes. Well, if you can't see her because of the social distancing, and if you know her yeah. and have her number, yeah. I would send her yeah. a text message send complaining her text. to her. <laughs> Tell her she's awful. That's right. <laughs> it's all her fault. Well, she's not awful, but her playing was cliff our uh, mine at nine and this is the last week we'll be doing these mine at nines for a little bit okay it's a song that makes you think about life and i never thought whenever i put that on there on our facebook page cliff that yeah. uh, i would say that a song that makes you think about life would be tiny tim and tiptoe through the tulips <laughs> but from that very powerful text message we received and i'm not going to mention any yeah. names or anything but uh, we yeah. had a listener text in and said that he had very fond memories of his uncle imitating tiny tim and from yep. now on when he hears that song he's going to smile think of his uncle think of us here on the morning road show yep. and country 981 that's pretty good cliff that uh, um, from a song that we originally set up to, you know, turn people's stomachs green. <laughs> yes. You never know, though, Cliff. What, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You never know how you're going to yeah. strike people. And so uh, that's very nice of uh, this gentleman to send that in to us. And, uh, you know, by accident, we kind of fell into that. And uh, we mm-hmm. hope he's smiling right now. Cliff. Yeah? I'm not real sure of the rules about uh, associating right now. Are you? Associating, you know, getting around, have a little celebration. Like if I was going to well, celebrate Cinco de Mayo today, <laughs> um, I'd have to, um, I'd have to look and see. I think it's twenty-five people. What's, what's going on? I know, I mean, like bars and uh, that type of place closed, right? Um, whether that gathering could be ten or twenty-five people, I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. Well, if I kept it down to 10, would I be okay then? I think you'd be fine, and you'd still want to maintain social distancing. So if you're going to have 10 people, you'd want to pick a large room, because they all have to be spread apart. <laughs> and if we're going to use the piñata, you know, as our celebration yeah. for today, yeah, mm-hmm. should everybody have to use their own stick? Or can we share <laughs> sticks? Stick. Yes. Can we share a <laughs> stick, or do we have to uh, bring our own? Well, you're either going to need to bring your own stick or bring your own... Uh, shtick sanitizer. <laughs> does it say that on the bottle somewhere that this is, is a, a shtick sanitizer? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> no. All right. 
It's time now mm -hmm. for Take It to the Bank. Okay, fine. His name is Eric McMillan, and he's a lot of kids' heroes, Cliff, because he invented the kids' ball pit. <laughs> okay. And he got the idea. Now, you tell me at the end of this, Cliff, if he's uh, smoking with Willie or not. Okay. Eric McMillan got the idea of the ball pit when he was staring at pickled onions floating in a jar. <laughs> and he thought, I wonder what it'd be like to try and crawl between those pickled onions in a jar. <laughs> and then he went out and got 40,000 balls, threw them in a pit yeah. that he made, and the rest is history. Yeah, he was totally hallucinating. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> be safe, make good choices, and I'm going to French kiss some burritos this afternoon. <laughs> I said, now, is that really a good choice? You yes. say every day make good choices. Well, okay. I'm celebrating Cinco de Mayo by French kissing some burritos. Cliff, okay. anything said today? Phrases of a day, starboard number three. Cliff would have been in jail somewhere in Kansas. <laughs> but he wasn't. Number two, the urinal cake candle scent. Something you don't really want in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to sell a lot of those. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today. The merit badge for, I'm just not that into you. <laughs> you didn't have to bring that up again, Cliff. That's, well, you know, I thought it might be necessary. Okay. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.